Welcome to Ebenezer's Podcast, a podcast about hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God to our lives. My name is Leighton Erickson, and I'm Ebenezer's Lead Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Please check out our website at ebenezerbaptist.ca to connect with us and learn more about our ministries. I hope you enjoy the message. Not much of a talker or a storyteller. I prefer to work out here in my shop. My wife Mary is more of the storyteller, but I guess you'll have to settle for me. She's inside with Jesus. You know how kids get when they need to eat. <laughs> she wanted me to tell you the story uh, from my point of view how everything came to be when Jesus entered into our lives. How do I even begin to tell a story like that? It's been about two years since we had our son Jesus. It's amazing how fast time goes. I'll admit, with everything that's happened the past few years, it's felt like a blur. A beautiful blur, but a blur nonetheless. Where do I even begin with this? Well, I was living in Nazareth at the time. I was born in Bethlehem, but I decided I wanted to build my life in Nazareth. I know, I know. Everyone mutters under their breath when we tell them where they're from, when we're from. Nothing good comes from Nazareth. But I, I didn't think it was so bad. I mean, it was a, it was a quiet town. It, it suited me. Anyway, I moved there to start a life for myself. Lots of people move away from their hometown with big dreams and big ambitions, but that really wasn't me. I knew from the time that I was young, working with my father, that I wanted to be a carpenter. I knew that I wanted to get married and have a few children and to live just a simple life, honoring God with my hands. And I remember growing up and going to our synagogue after worship, I'd be playing with friends and cousins and, and we'd ask each other, which hero in the Bible would you wanna be? Most of the kids would say David, you know, the mighty man after God's own heart. Others would say Samson and all his strength. A lot of the girls would say Deborah, you know, the famous judge, but I, I never really wanted to be like them. For me, my hero was Boaz. Do you remember the story of Ruth and Boaz? It's one of my favorites. Maybe because Boaz is a part of my family lineage, but still, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> Ruth was a Moabite girl who married an Israelite after their family moved to Moab during a famine. But her husband died there tragically, and she returned to Israel with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now Ruth had committed herself to Yahweh. She turned away from the false Moabite gods when she came back to Israel. And I just love how God provided for her. Ruth went to work to provide for herself and for her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she ended up working in the field of Boaz. 
And Boaz took notice of her. He allowed her to work in the fields and he arranged protection over her. He, he even let her eat the best of foods that he had for him and his workers. He was such a kind man. It's the kind of man that I hope to be. Eventually the story goes on and Ruth and Boaz, they get married and they begin a family and their grandson becomes the great King David. I think I love that story because, well, lately, I feel myself resonating with Boaz more and more. You know, he was just a regular man, a man who loved God, who worked hard, who desired a family, but God had much bigger plans for him. Anyway, where, where was I again? Oh, yeah, right, Nazareth. So anyway, I, I moved there. I took a job, and I set out to begin my life. I didn't have any big plans. I was just trying to figure life out. But then I met Mary. Oh, Mary. We met at synagogue. She was sitting there with her family, and she was on the one side, and I was sitting on the other side of the room. Rabbi was speaking about... Uh, um, <laughs> Well, I don't really remember what rabbi was speaking about. Not always the best listener. My attention was uh, elsewhere, to say the least. I think what drew me to her was how she worshipped. I mean, obviously she was beautiful and lovely, but it was the way that she worshipped Yahweh that, that really drew me to her. She was passionate and devoted and you could tell what she was singing. It, they weren't just words to her. You could tell that she, she really meant them. Well, anyway, we, we began to get to know one another, which, frankly, at first was awkward. I'm quiet, and she's quiet. Kind of tough to fill the silence sometimes. I was so nervous one of the times where we were first spending time together that I... I asked her if she liked wood. <laughs> Who asks someone if they like wood? Like, I, I, I thought I was never, I was so embarrassed, I thought I was never going to get to see her again. But we moved past that, and we kept getting to know each other. And the more I did, the more we did, the more I realized how, how deep this woman truly is. You know, she's completely unassuming. She never wants to draw attention to herself. But once she begins to talk about God, she lights up. She has poured herself over the Torah in ways that, quite frankly, I, I think they, it rivals the rabbis. She is so godly and devoted. I knew she was the type of woman that I wanted to marry. And so, we got engaged. <laughs> I was so happy. I felt like I was walking on air. I didn't have much, barely enough money to make ends meet after the Romans take their cut, but I didn't care. There was a godly woman who noticed and cared for and was willing to marry a nobody like me, and I was not about to let that go. When I began preparing uh, for our home and our life together after the wedding, Mary went away for a while to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. 
You know, she left in such a haste, it, it, it seemed to me a bit off. Like there was something that she couldn't tell me. But I, I trusted her. Even though we were apart for several months, I was still beaming. But then she returned, and she was clearly pregnant. At the time, I, I was utterly devastated. Everything that I had hoped for in my life just came crashing down all around me in that moment. I mean, my fiance, I, I had thought she had betrayed, I thought she had betrayed me with another man. I was so shocked at first that I, I couldn't believe it. But th 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 this was Mary. She would never do anything like this. But then she told me that the story that an angel had visited her and that, that the child in her womb was a miracle from God and how it was not a betrayal. I hate to admit it, but at the time, I, I just wouldn't hear it. You know, it was one thing to betray me, but it was another thing to lie about it, calling it a miracle from God. It was just all too much for me. I knew I couldn't marry her, but I didn't want to disgrace her. I mean, was I mad? Yeah. Did part of me want to take the divorce public and shame her? I'm, yeah, a little part of me did. But I knew that wasn't the way. Anyway, I was preparing to divorce her quietly, and I was sleeping one night, and then I had an encounter with an angel. And the angel told me that everything Mary had said was true. He told me to not be afraid, that, that the child was from God, and that we were to give him the name Jesus. I'll never forget that experience as long as I live. There were so many thoughts going through my head at that moment. I, 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 was, I didn't know what to think, to be honest. At the one hand, you know, I was so grateful. Mary was telling the truth. She, she hadn't betrayed me, and I was so grateful that she took me back. But yet, at the same time, everything about our lives was now different. Everything. You know, that quiet life, that simple life that I had desired, that was over. And all of the sudden, we were thrust into something that was, feels just so much bigger than us. As a people, we have been longing and praying and hoping for God to rescue us for centuries. It's been over 400 years since we last had a prophecy. It felt like God has forgotten us or abandoned us. My family, my heritage, my way of life, my faith, everything about my life has all been formed in the place of waiting and waiting and waiting. Waiting for the Savior, waiting to be set free, waiting for God to show up in this darkness. We have believed and we've prayed and we've waited for the Messiah to come. But I'm learning it's one thing to pray for something. It's another thing altogether. When God hears your prayer, and now you're part of the answer. <laughs> I never thought for a moment that when we prayed for our deliverer, that, that, that he'd be sleeping under my roof. 
I don't know what to make of all of this sometimes. But Mary just says I need to treasure it in my heart. And she's right, as women tend to be. So, anyway, now we're preparing for this child to come. And we get news of the census. There's never really a good time to be called for these types of things, but especially at this point in the pregnancy, she was almost due. But she reassured me that it would be okay. She even joked along the way. She said to me as we were going to Bethlehem, you know, the prophet Micah says that out of Bethlehem will come the ruler of Israel. Maybe we're supposed to have the baby there. <laughs> I quickly corrected her. I said, no, 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 honey. That just means the ruler will come through the family line of someone from Bethlehem. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so we get to Bethlehem, and my goal was to be quick, just in and out, get counted for the census, get home as fast as we can so we can have the baby there. But we get there, and the town is overrun with people. We're, we're, we're trying to find a place to stay, but there's no room anywhere. And then the contractions start. I don't know if I've ever been so stressed in my entire life. Here, here's my wife about to give birth to the Messiah. We don't even have a clean bed for the baby, to have the baby in. But, you know, despite all of this, it still felt like we were being led. Like somehow this was the way that God wanted it to be, even though this was the last way that I wanted it to be. So we didn't have a room, but one of the innkeepers offered us his stable. And at this time, Mary knew it was time to push, so we, we just needed something. I made a bed out of hay and straw as best as I could, and I just did all that I could to support her. When Jesus came out, we, we cleaned him up as best as we could, and, and we just cried these tears of joy. It's hard to describe that moment. You know, we were all alone. We had no room to stay in. We had no midwife to help us. But yet, even though we were all alone, we felt like, like as if all of creation was watching in that moment. Like that this moment where something, something planned, something, something ordained long before us. Like I said, it's tough to describe. I guess that's why they call it holy. There aren't enough words to describe it. So we're, we're cleaning Jesus up, and we're exhausted at this point. But out of nowhere, these, these shepherds come. Shepherds are a little, well, let's just say you, you know when you've met a shepherd. <laughs> they don't exactly fit with the rest of society. They're, they're a little off. But anyway, they tell us they were out with their flocks and, and an angel appeared to them, all of them, telling them that the Messiah was born and, and telling them right where we were. And then the whole host of, there was a whole host of angels with them and they were saying glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth, peace towards those on whom his favor rests. We were just stunned. I mean, these were the last people I expected to be told first about the birth of the Savior. Maybe God is trying to do something with that. But everything with Jesus' birth has been upside down at this point. 
Maybe that's part of what he's here to do. When Mary was with Elizabeth, she said God gave her a song of praise, and we've been reciting it often. One of the lines is, he has brought down the rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. I think about that line a lot. It was an amazing moment, one I'll, I'll never forget. And now, well, we've been back home in Nazareth. Things have been pretty normal for the most part. Jesus continues to grow like a weed. We're figuring out this parenting thing as we go. If I can be honest, this stage of parenting right now isn't really what worries me. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's exhausting having a two-year-old running around the house. But it's, it's later on that I'm really concerned about. As he grows, I'm going to need to help him understand what he's really here for. Uh, how am I going to be able to help him with that? I mean, at some point, is, is he just going to know that he's the Messiah? I mean, how am I supposed to teach him all that he needs to know for that? I, I mean, I'm just a builder. I'm, I'm not a teacher. I'm not trained in the Torah. Sometimes, well, a lot of the times, really, I, I wonder why God chose us to be his parents. We're not wealthy. We don't have a high status. I, I just... I just don't understand why Mary and I. But, you know, like God said to Isaiah, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. I, I just don't want to let him down. Like I said, for the most part, things have been pretty normal around here. I should say, except for our recent visitors. Now, that... That was wild. We're, we're just doing life like normal, and, and these men arrived just, lack, just last week from the Far East. They said they were following a star that led them straight to us, and that they were guided by a prophecy that the star meant Jesus would be the king. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. We brought, they brought these incredible gifts for him, and they, they bowed down and they worshiped him. And they stayed with us for a short while, but before they left, all three of them had a dream that they were not to return to King Herod, that they were to return home another way. I've been thinking about that dream a lot since they left. Why would they all get a similar dream? I, I mean, clearly God was speaking to them, but why did they need to go home a different way? They spoke as if they didn't really trust Herod, and quite frankly, who could blame them? I don't trust that guy farther than I can throw him. He's a lunatic. Something about it, though, just doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, like maybe we need to leave. I, I don't know. I don't know, though. I feel like life is somewhat settled here. I, I would hate to leave. I've been a bit anxious about it lately, since the men left. Mary can tell. She can always tell when I'm feeling anxious. She just reminded me that God chose us, and that if we need to do something, God will speak to us. 
I hope God will speak to us if we need to leave. If I can't do anything else for my son, then I'll do all that I can to protect him and to protect the calling on his life. What's that, honey? What? He had a poop explosion again? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll be right in. I have to go clean up some stuff. Uh, before I go, I told you about Mary's song. Uh, I'd like to share it with you before I go. It goes like this. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm, he has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. To Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he has promised our ancestors. Thanks for listening to my story. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you and thanks for listening.